You're listening to Something Real with Pastor Rich Zeiger, connecting the reality of God to the realities of life. On today's episode, we are kind of piggybacking on the message from last week. We're looking at how our own sin and even the stuff we're going through, our own wounds, uh, can cause blind spots that can keep us from helping others and ministering to others in the way we should. Israel's kings led the nation on behalf of God. It was their job to represent his leadership and reflect his character. Unfortunately, their ability to lead the people in righteousness was regularly hampered by their own pride and sinfulness. Saul's pride and fears worked hand in hand, feeding one another. From the beginning, he was intimidated by the role God had for him and sought first to hide from it, then to prove himself in his own strength. His own internal soul wounds kept him from being and doing all that God intended for him. Wise King Solomon started out well, seeking the wisdom of God to govern the people. But he was also overcome by his own flesh. He foolishly became proud in his own accomplishments. He believed his own press. And despite all of God's blessings, Israel's peace and prosperity, and Solomon's personal achievements, he led the people of God into idolatry, while directly violating God's commands against kings amassing wealth and wives to themselves. His vision was impaired by his sin. Solomon was also shaped by the wounds and chaos of his home of origin. King David, the man said to be after God's own heart, was Solomon's father. His mother was Bathsheba, who became David's wife after an adulterous affair and murderous cover-up. Moreover, she was one of several wives of David. Though David did so many things right in the eyes of the Lord, the effects of his sinful choices had lasting effects. His example taught his sons a kind of hypocrisy. His own blind spots created a ripple effect that shaped Solomon's reign, divided the kingdom, and ultimately fed into the wickedness of later kings and the people as a whole. These early kings of Israel were not false teachers, illegitimate leaders, or charlatans. But their own blind spots caused great injury, not only to themselves, but to others whom they were called to serve and lead. Jesus warned his followers of such blind spots in Luke 6, verses 41 and 42. Right along with his warnings about false teachers and blind guides, he warns us against accepting our own blindness while we take notice of the blind spots in the lives of others. He points out the foolishness of trying to help someone get a speck out of their eye while we have a large piece of wood in our own. Such help is not only ineffective, it can be downright dangerous. Sometimes we confuse this instruction from the Lord and take it to say that we should never point out the sins of others, but that's a radical departure from what's being taught. Jesus consistently calls all believers to invest in one another's lives, to help restore those who are on the wrong path, and to speak truth to one another. When someone has a harmful foreign substance in their eye, They benefit from the help of a friend who can see and remove that speck. His point is that we can't actually do that if we have junk in our own eyes. Our own junk causes blind spots that impair our ability to help effectively and can actually lead to more damage. I need to deal with my own junk, my own plank, my own blind spots before I can effectively help someone else with theirs. The first step is recognizing that I have things to deal with in my life. We tend to function out of our wounds, which become lenses through which we see life. Our unconfessed, unaddressed sin has the same effect. 
These things alter the way I view life and other people. They impair my vision. Once I recognize that I have a plank in my eye, the obvious next step is to remove it. I must acknowledge my pain, my wound, my baggage, but then I must lay it down at the foot of the cross. If I don't release it to the Lord, I cannot expect Him to take it from me. I must confess my sins to Him, but I must also choose to turn from pursuing them to pursuing God. Repentance involves not only seeing the plank, but getting rid of it, letting the Lord take it out of my eye. That also requires release and submission. I have to surrender myself to that spiritual eye surgery, which can be scary and painful. Only then, once my own plank is removed, once my baggage has been addressed, can I be of any real help to those I love. Thanks for listening, and I hope this has given you something to think about. Thanks for listening. You can check out our shows on Tuesdays, Thursdays, and Sundays, and on pretty much any podcast platform you'd like, including YouTube. So be sure to join us three times a week. We look forward to it.